right. Hey, everybody, and hack. It is uh, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. where I am at. Uh, I am Tay, half of uh, the Queens of Nerdum. And I am Jen, the other half of Queens of Nerdum and of House Hufflepuff. Proudly Ooh, so. I didn't know we were going to talk about our houses yet. Welcome <laughs> to... Oh, please. Go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I wasn't aware we were going to do the houses yet. As you can all see, I am house. Raven You're okay? Pa. Yeah. Yeah. We're great. <laughs> sorry to interrupt your intro. <laughs> Love it. So, no. Go right ahead. So, as you guys know, we have did our uh, heroes and villains um uh, episodes that we've been doing for the past several months and you know Tay and I were just talking and we were talking with some of our buddies and we just kind of felt like there was something missing that or there's just more to say so we have gone and done what is called a deep dive so we went down the rabbit hole and we're going to take you with us tonight I know so I hope you enjoy it um the people who inspired us to do this will shout you out as we go through the subjects that you inspired us to do. So hopefully you're on tonight and watching. Um, but yeah, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Super ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. There it is. <laughs> Okay, I love so, it. I love so it awesome. so much. <laughs> um, so as the standard is, is uh, that we're going to go ahead and do a shot. Uh, so we're going to do a shot. Um, so I have uh, pomegranate uh, Ciroc. What are you taking a shot of? I hate myself tonight. So I am taking a shot of the Kraken. The Kraken. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so uh, this shot uh, is going to be a shot one uh, for our very own uh, happy birthday to Mac. He's half of, um, you know, the smoke pit. And also we want to do a shot to the second part of our shot is um, to the actual smoke pit itself. If you guys didn't watch last night live, uh, it was only on Patreon. Um, so if you're not a part of Patreon, go ahead and subscribe and um, like get in on those awesome perks. But 
the Smoke Fit actually allowed us to be part of their um, season four uh, ending. Um, and it was like super cool. Uh, if y'all don't know, actually the Smoke Fit is where Jen and I met because we've never actually met in real life. Um, so without the Smoke Fit, there wouldn't be any queens. So thank you guys for having us on and uh, cheers. Salut. That's so spicy. Why is it so spicy? It's so, why is it so spicy? Why did I do that? That's fire. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so again. Happy birthday to you, Mac. Uh, Black, it was awesome being on the, the uh, podcast with you last night. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. But uh, we are going to get started off on wand lore. So this is uh, goes out to Rob. Rob, you know who you are. You're a first name basis in a lot of people's houses, I'm sure. <laughs> but... um. He wanted me to go deep diving into the wand lore because there's actually a lot of, um, well, just that. There's a lot more lore behind it. Um, there's only a, a few trees that can actually produce wood that is um, wand quality. You can't just walk into a forest and, like, grab a twig and, like, make a wand. <laughs> just not doesn't happen. Um, one indication to... <laughs> Eighty, stop it! <laughs> <See you. laughs> um, now, if you guys have seen the, um, <laughs> trying try to focus, sir. Um, bow truckles. If anybody knows what a bow truckle is, if you have watched the um, magical beasts and where to find them, a bow truckle is that little um, viney twig creature um, that you see. That's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, no random twigs. Yeah, it has to be a magical tree. Um, they are tree guardians. And so um, they only live on trees that are of one quality. So that is a good indication that that tree has um, a one quality to it. Um, <clears throat> the other thing to keep in mind that there are different trees that have different personalities. I know it's funny, but it's true. So wands... Um, um, were likely to choose a wizard that had like a matching personality. So for instance, like a cypress tree um, would probably want to choose somebody that's noble and willing to heroically sacrifice themselves for others, while a pine uh, is more of an independent and intriguing loner. And then you have like a spruce tree who is like a firm-handed wizard who is bold and had like a good sense of humor. So it's an interesting combination. Like these trees are very picky. Now, mm -hmm. <clears throat> occasionally the the firmness of the wand is mentioned as well. Um, like Harry Potter ha has a nice and like supple. I think you remember Ollivander was like holding his wand. He's like, oh, it's nice and supple. And then you have Bellatrix where her wand is like very unyielding. And then uh, Draco Malfoy was um, reasonably springy. And then mm -hmm. Rubius Hagrid, uh, Hagrid, his was like rather bendy. So that's another thing. Um, that comes into play when you're talking about wands. Um, the 
different uh, branches of magic. So like ones that are made from fir trees are good for transfiguration. Okay. So I have a feeling that Professor McGonagall probably had a fir tree. I bet you. That's what I think. Because hmm. anyway, she's like okay. amazing at the transfiguration. <clears throat> and then you have the... Um, right? So then you have the yew tree, which is good for dueling and curses. So I would think an aura may have that wand, get one remade. I don't know, but it would make sense that if you're good at that, that's what your, your wand would want to choose you. So you, and then an elder wand is uh, good for, um, not the elder, elder from an elder tree is good for um, nonverbal spells. I know. Okay. okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Now, so now with wands, you know that we learned in the first Harry Potter movie that there's cores inside. Now, the best and most powerful wand cores are the phoenix feathers, uh, unicorn hair, and then dragon heart strings. And actually, these are the only three cores that uh, Mr. Ollivander would use to make his wands. Now, the unicorn hair isn't very strong, but it was reliable and stable and incredibly difficult to turn to the dark arts due to the unicorn's purity. And then a dragon heart string um, is more strong and like flamboyant and but like prone to accidents. Okay. So maybe do you his... think that like Neville, maybe his, like, was his first one? Like made with dragon, maybe because like be, you know I'd how be curious like, he was... see if it was. Hmm. Okay. He was prone to accidents a lot. I don't even. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we. I yeah. I probably brain dumped that one. Um, and then you have the phoenix feather, <clears throat> which is actually the rarest type of core. Um, it's capable of the greatest uh, magic range, and they show the most initiative. Uh, sometimes acting on their own accord. And they're actually the most pickiest when it comes to potential owners. Do you remember who had a phoenix feather in their wand? Anyone? Anyone? Harry. Oh, Harry and Voldemort had phoenix feather in their wands, and it came from the same bird. Hmm? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't... I don't remember that, but... Oh, no, 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 because there was only two that, that, that Phoenix only had two feathers, and one was in Harry's, and then the other one was in Voldemort's wand, but it could only be wielded by Harry because of things and such. Right. Actually, go over what happens when their wands fight each other. Because Dumbledore touches on it, but he doesn't really go into what that... Well, he kind of does, but it kind of like went over my head. I was just like, uh-huh. But it's... I just hit my horn. Um, <laughs> yes, I will go over that. So um, going about okay. the most... I'm like, my poor horns. I'm sorry. It's fine. My um, hood fell. I will fell. go over <laughs> the most famous and most important... We're falling apart over here. It's like, I'm knocking horns. My hood's falling. <laughs> can't talk <laughs> good sorry um so the elder wand all right remember in the story of the tale of the three brothers so 
the story is, in case you guys need a refresher, is Death approached an elder tree. He retrieved a branch and critted the elder one. Now, many others, including Dumbledore, believe that um, the Antioch uh, uh, Peveril himself, not Death, created the elder one. So he actually used the wood of an elder tree and used the um, hair of a thestral. Oh, because um, they're, they're but they both the, had the um, strong um, cultural. Yeah. So, and if you um, look at it, they both have strong uh, cultural connotations towards death, the festival, the elder tree. So, kind of made sense. But, um, but other than that, the the core of the wand was like never revealed, and I kind of like wondered because i remember because it was such an important part of the movie where harry like breaks the elder wand in half you know of course you mm -hmm. see this flash of light and i'm like i don't remember seeing any other flashes of light when wands would break and stuff but i mean it was like a bright white and i'm like i wonder if that was a th thestral hair i don't know i'm curious curious that is super curious all right <clears throat> I was curious about that. So the moment that Voldemort comes back, I'm talking about the moment in the Goblet of Fire. So you have Voldemort and Harry and they start battling and like their wands like create this color, like looks like magical goo coming off and they're blasting at each other. Like to me, it looks like the photon packs from like, um, like a little bit from um, Ghostbusters. But um, this is called um, Peori um, Incantatum. Sorry, uh -huh. my Latin sucks, but <laughs> this is, and like I said, this is when uh, Voldemort and Harry, their wands share <clears throat> the same feather, or the, like feathers from the same phoenix. I think that's fox. I don't know if they actually ever said it, but I was always suspicious, so that was Dumbledore's bird that donated for whatever had the feathers. Um, <clears throat> so what happens is, is that these ones actually consider, or they're referred to as brothers. And when they come into contact with each other, um, there's a rare connection that's formed. And that's what the Puri, um, Priori um, Incantatum is. Now the ones will battle to merge into like a, a golden orb into the winning's shaft sounds bad but that's what happens um the losing wand would then produce echoes of the most recent spells that had performed in the reverse order so that's why you see harry's dad say hey when i tell you to you know stop and like run we'll distract him because that's what's happening is that all these you know um memories or last spells are coming off of all now after this happens the two wands will actually recognize each other and even if um the wizard is not carrying that same wand with that same cor core, that wand will recognize the other wizard. So, in the battle of the seven potters, Harry's wand actually recognized Voldemort and spurted flames at him, even though Voldemort wasn't carrying that wand, he was carrying Lucius's wand. Okay. I could see that. Digest. Right. Okay. I didn't notice that. 
I actually had to go back and watch. I was like, no, I didn't. Lies. I know. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I didn't. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Juan Lord. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So um, yeah, it was interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, I mean, like, it makes sense that, like, when Dumbledore was talking about how, like, <laughs> Harry and Voldemort, like, their wands can't, like, hurt each other just because, like, if you're brothers, like, you don't, you can't really, like, hurt each other like that, right? Like, so it, it makes sense in my mind, anyway. I get it, for sure. It made sense to me after I, I like I was starting to read it and then I went back and watched the um or I watched clips of the um Battle of the Seven Potters and I was like, oh well. Wow. I'm like I then yeah, okay. I get it. I didn't know that's what happened. I wish they kind of would there's like there's things that just are missed that I wish they would go over more, but in the movies anyway. Yeah. It's what it is. Hmm. Okay. So we're gonna go into uh my first topic, uh, which is actually uh, about the Hogwarts houses. So um, as you know, there are four houses at Hogwarts. Uh, you have your Gryffindor, you have Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and of course you have Slytherin. <coughs> um, the reason why I wanted to talk about these was just because uh, people always like say that like you want to be in Gryffindor or you don't want to be a part of Slytherin. But I mean, like, as you could see with the, the last episode of, um, it was Harry Potter uh, and the Deathly Hallows part two, um, when like, it was the end scene when um, Albus Siver uh, Sirius uh, Potter asked Harry Potter, his dad, um, like, hey, what if I get put into Slytherin? And he's like, well, then Slytherin has, like, one of the best wizards that I know. Like, right? Um, you were named after Albus, mm -hmm. uh, who I'm pretty sure was uh, Gryffindor. I don't remember or recall right now what actual his house was. Um, and then... I think it was uh, Gryffindor. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Snape, who um, was Dumbledore, in yeah. the Slytherin house... Um, so with that being said, like he, he was like, you know, it's not a bad thing. So I wanted to go into the actual houses, um, the different traits for each of the house, uh, and then kind of like go from there. So, um, so the first one we're going to talk about is Gryffindor. Um, and actually, so Jen's other half, Eric, he is a Gryffindor. Um, so uh, the traits that Gryffindors have is your bravery, uh, bravery uh, your daring, you have nerve, and you also have chivalry. Um, the album uh, that you see on their crest is a lion. Um, the gemstone of that house is rubies, so like the, the red, right? Um, and then the colors, you have scarlet and gold. It corresponds with the element of fire, so each house has its own element um so for gryffindor it's fire um the significant object um and i'll kind of like double back on this later of like why i thought like talking about the significant object was interesting um it was the sword of gryffindor which you first saw in uh harry potter and the chamber of secrets uh when he kills the basilisk or mm -hmm. the snake um the famous gryffindors 
Yeah. So the famous Gryffindors, you have uh, Dumbledore, Harry Potter, and McGonagall. Those are like your three like top tier Gryffindors, if you will. Um, so the next house that we're going to talk about is uh, Hufflepuff. So that's Jen. So the traits of a Hufflepuff is to be hardworking, dedicated, patience, loyal, and fair play. Um, the emblem uh, that you see on their crest is a badger. The gemstone is a yellow diamond, which I thought was actually really cool. Why is it going to be a badger? <laughs> because they're hardworking. You know, who else does what they do? Which I 100% um, understand everything that a badger does. And I know that a badger is not a beaver because I frequently get those confused. <laughs> but, you know. Do you think uh, I'm a Stop it. No, that is not what I'm saying at all, Jen. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> um, I'm just like, and their emblem is a badger. And I'm like, why do they get a lion and I have a badger? Yeah, you kind of um, don't have the, you, you don't have the best of the best of uh, emblems. You know, but it's an animal, so at least it's not like a, so going off in a little bit of a tangent, my high school mascot was a golden tornado. Like a tornado of pee? <laughs> yes. Was that or like if magical, somebody peed like, into the wind? Uh, <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> I don't know, but you know, like everybody has their own like mascots that like run around at like sports games and stuff. Yeah. Ours was a giant tornado that was golden in color. Like it just didn't make any right. sense. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll accept over the badger then. Uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, I'm telling you, just just That's be what happy. I said. Yeah, Ad is saying that you are correct in your uh, tornado of piss, a pissnado, a if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, thank you, McCoy, for uh, talking about the, how this uh, this layout is fire, and uh, thank you uh, for your help in creating it. And I can't wait to learn on how to do this later. <laughs> um. So anyway, to go back into uh, their emblem is a badger. Uh, the gemstone is a yellow diamond. Uh, the colors are yellow and black, or black and yellow if you're like a fan of that song, you know. Um, it corresponds with the element of earth. Um, the significant object of uh, Hufflepuff is the Hufflepuff cup. Um, from like a Helga Hufflepuff's uh, cup, which is actually turned into a Horcrux. Um, famous Hufflepuffs that uh, you might have heard of are Newt Scamander, um, and then also the founder of Hogsmeade was a Hufflepuff. So for Ravenclaw, um, oh. that's me. Uh, so <laughs> Ravenclaws are known, uh, our traits, 
Our traits are intelligence, knowledge, curiosity, creativity, and wit. Um, if any of you know me, I, I do have a constant thirst for knowledge. I wouldn't say I'm like intelligent, but I constantly do want to have that knowledge and um, curious about how to, to um, do like certain things or whatever. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm reading into that too much, but anyway, um, <laughs> my emblem or the Ravenclaw emblem is a uh, eagle. Um, the gemstone for Ravenclaw is sapphires, and um, <laughs> it's it's a I don't I don't know what that is. Is it like a a dog or is that is that what a badger is supposed to look like? The squirtle. Is it a squirtle? Okay. Uh, crazy puppy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the sorry, colors I got distracted. For... I was like, what is that? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the colors for Ravenclaw are the um, blue and bronze. Um, it corresponds with the element of air. The significant object is Rowena Ravenclaw's diadem, which is also a horcrux. Um, and other famous Ravenclaws, you have Luna Lovegood, uh, Le sorry, Lovegood, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart, you know, because that's an intelligent sir, and Ollivander. So, um, to go into the last house, yes, Luna is, is a gangster. And yes, Ravenclaw's emblem is an eagle. Like a freedom, freedom falcon. That's what they call you. You think it'd be a raven? I think it's a little too on the nose, or I don't know. I mean, eagles are known to be like curious and intelligent, but I guess. Like a raven can be too, but ravens are also known to be like with death. So I don't know. They're very smart. I actually watched a video about ravens. They're wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. Oh my That's god. We have <laughs> wicked, wicked smart. smart. Yeah. Girl, let me tell you, <laughs> we have ravens smart. around here. I tell my kids, don't be mean those ravens. Don't bring that that ill to my house. I might be nice to him. <laughs> You want your yeah, backpack? Give it is... to him. Yeah, I mean, it's named after Arena Ravenclaw. So maybe she did like eagles. Yeah, that is true. Uh, thank you, Danny. Um, I mean, I mean, it could maybe. possibly also be why you have a badger because Hel Helga Hufflepuff was just all about them badgers. I like badgers, they're so cute. Maybe now she like badger milk. Like, yeah, me too. A lot stronger. Do you, do you... <laughs> so anyway, um, you remember the next that? house. There's, no, there's I have this... no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there's an SNL skit about uh, badger milk. <laughs> badger milk. It, Anyways, sorry. It just, we'll talk it about sounds... it later. It's not joke. Yeah. Okay. Sure. He's so looking forward to learning about badger milk. So, <laughs> um, the last house that we're going to talk about is uh, Slytherin. So, my other half 
uh, is uh, my husband, AD, and he actually is a Slytherin. Um, so each one of like the main parts of uh, your Queens of Nerdum were all different houses. So, you know, it's cool. Um, so uh, the traits of a Slytherin is you have ambition, leadership, self-preservation, cunning, and resourcefulness. So I know that everybody like thinks that like all Slytherins are bad and yeah, sometimes like self-preservation can't always be a good thing. Um, like we were talking about yesterday on the smoke pit about how certain people were doing certain things um, to look really out only for themselves. It seemed like um, we were talking about Star-Lord and how he was trying to take off Thanos's glove and then uh, instead of like saving millions, uh, he got upset because the girl that he was seeing or possibly starting to see um, was dead. So <laughs> that's a whole thing. Selfish. Um, Selfish. Yes. So, so maybe, you know, maybe star Lord is a Slytherin. That's, that's something we should think about. Where are all the Avengers in, in these classes? I wonder, or these houses rather, but anyway, I digress. Um, Slytherin, uh, their emblem is a serpent. So yes, like uh, Danny said, I'm a snake, a slippery snake. I'm a snake. Um, <laughs> um, so the gemstone is a emerald. Uh, the colors are emerald, green, and silver. Huh? Danny actually thinks that Star Lord is a Gryffindor. You know. I would love to know why you think that. And uh, I, I would love to read it in the comments. If you could throw mm -hmm. that in there, that would be like super dope. I want to know your thought process of why. <laughs> Slytherin, yes. <laughs> um, so Slytherin, their colors are the emerald green and silver. Um, it corresponds with the element of water, which I thought was interesting. Because um, you would kind of think that like if you're... Um, if your like emblem is a snake, like why wouldn't it be the earth? I don't know. I know there also are water snakes though, so but, yeah. Well, I mean Hufflepuffs are your earth, so yeah. They're water moccasin. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um the significant object uh that is uh, a part of the um Slytherin is the Salazar Slytherin's locket, which also turns out to be a Horcrux. The famous uh, Slytherins that you guys might know is Tom Riddle, aka Voldemort, or he who must not be named. Um, Dolores Umbridge, that gem of a human being, and Severus Snape. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Severus all the way. Severus so um, why I wanted to talk about the significant object is because all of the houses, the Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin all had horcruxes made out of their significant object. And then you had um, the Sword of Gryffindor be the significant object of Gryffindor. And funny enough is that the Sword of Gryffindor can actually destroy horcruxes, as we saw with the... Uh, diary of Tom Riddle in the Chamber of Secrets. And then we also saw um, the Sword of Gryffindor kill Nagini. Um, okay, so the reason why 
Danny thinks Star-Lord is a Gryffindor, is that he's brave and courageous and has more nerve than any other MCU hero. He thinks he's chivalrous and definitely daring. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. I can see where your brain's at for that, and I agree to some extent. I, like I, I, I do. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I don't think everybody uh, perfectly fits into like their house. Yeah. No. And and nobody should because that's weird. Like nobody is completely one way or the other, you know. Um, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's the houses. I, I support that. Yeah. So Jen, what's the next thing you're going to talk? Schools, schools. So this was by popular request from our dear friend Willie. You guys know him as Mac, aka your boy, on Smoke Pit. So I think this came from um, him playing the new Hogwarts Legacy, and he's like, "Oh dang, there's like more schools out there." And I was like, "Yeah, there's actually a few. I know that um, it's not Pottermore anymore. They changed. They ended up changing the website to the um, Wizarding World. But um, she, uh, J.K. Rowling, actually wrote some information. There's supposed to be a total of eleven schools. So I'll go over the ones that." or is published on Pottermore or Wizarding World. But um, yeah, she doesn't cover all of them. But um, but, but it's, it's a growing universe that I didn't even realize. I just thought like there's a lot of stuff that I missed on, on The Cursed Child. But there's actually like she continues to write things and she continues to write lore and stuff. So hats off to her. That's freaking awesome because the fans like I, I myself love that. I love when the world continues to grow. So the uh, first school, of course, uh, we we're going to talk about Hogwarts. Um, you could have been sorted at eleven, so maybe not, Danny. <laughs> I, uh, I, Danny, I can I can get behind what you're saying, dude. I get it. Like I I see what you're saying, but again, like I I don't think I think the qualities that you have that sort you into the house. I think it's a quality that. Um, like comes out most in you is where they sort you. You know what I mean? So I definitely think one of those things, he's definitely um, can be courageous. He has a lot of other, you know, um, side things going on, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Right. I mean, that also goes so, with like that. Uh, it also goes with like hmm? the hat. Um, like it takes in consideration, like what you actually want. And like, I can definitely yeah. see, um, like that, like, um, like, you know, that like Star-Lord would want to be a part of, uh, being in Gryffindor because that's probably what he would have thought he would have wanted. Right. Um, not so much of like, maybe he would have fit more in with Hufflepuff or like Slytherin, um, based on his attributes and qualities. Um, but like, I can definitely see, like, him getting sorted, especially at the age of 11 into Gryffindor. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny is down to talk about the Marvels and their houses. I totally agree with Loki being from Slytherin, dude. All right. He's even got the colors right. He's already color coordinating. 
I love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's uh, uh, talk about uh, the schools. So the um, Hogwarts located somewhere in the Highlands of Scotland. So all the schools I'm going to be talking about and some of them kind of give a reference to the places that they're at, but and other ones, they're just pretty um, secretive. Um, so it, uh, Hogwarts actually takes students from all across Europe. Um, it is known for being the stronghold of ancient magic. And they are often used to house dangerous objects uh, due to the enchantments and the protections that the original four founders have placed in the school with the intentions mm -hmm. of protecting their students. But they use it to house dangerous objects, which the faculty, I'm sure that you saw, I think uh, McGonagall and Snape, I think were ones that kept telling Dumbledore, like, keep that here. Like, what are you doing? Like, the students will find it. But, but, you know, that's what Hogwarts is known for. Um, yeah, and then you also had, like, Snape I am going to put on. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing there's Go a ahead. little bit of a lag. I'm us, delayed. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm lagging a little bit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's it's totally okay. And, and Danny, you're totally not hijacking the show. And we totally appreciate your comments. Um, definitely, like, would love to talk about that with you, like, maybe later on, like, a different show. You know, maybe we can get together and actually talk about that. That would be, like, really cool. Um, but, like, you also oh, no. have... That's awesome. What? Oh. <laughs> um, so, no, no, no. He's like, like, I'm not trying to hijack your show. I'm like, you're good, dude. Yeah, 100%. We love the... Um, like people coming in here and, and, and talking with us about like what your thoughts are because everybody's a nerd, right? In your own type of way. Um, but like mm -hmm. Snape 100% didn't want the certain things in like the school, like the philosopher's zone. And he uh, created the, his own enchantments and spells to try to stop anybody from like going in um and like getting to it accidentally so like it's it's understandable like why you wouldn't want that but at least like he was trying to like do something to help right no i agree i agree so um the you guys don't i'm gonna butcher some of these names so uh feel free to correct me in the comments of what you think they are are called but um you saw these beautiful ladies the bow battens right remember during the goblet of fire oh. so um, <laughs> and like birds fly off or something else it's like really okay not my cup of tea but people like that um so the places that um they get students from is uh french spanish portuguese dutch uh, Luxembourgian and Belgian students. Um, they're in the uh, Pyrenees area. Um, Nicholas Femel, the uh, great alchemist, philosopher, stone making person himself, um, is there or uh, went to school there. Um, it's also said that um, there's a large fountain uh, to have healing and beautifying properties. I suspect that they go swimming in there. Mm. That's what yep. I think anyway. Probably. And yeah. 
And the thing that they are very good at is playing chess, apparently. They whip uh, Hogwarts butt every year for a long time at chess. So, I know. I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. I was like, really? All right. Interesting. Um, and they don't have, like, different houses that I could see from, um, like, Hogwarts does. And, like, any of the websites and stuff out there so because you're just a you go to Bobat and you're a Bobatin. I don't know um the Durmstrang Durmstrang how do you say that you say it better Taylor what do you say it no I don't <laughs> I said I said Durmstrang <laughs> because it sounded there you go, different <laughs> I was like <laughs> Close enough. Um, they are actually the most secretive school uh, located somewhere far north in Europe in Scandinavia. Um, and they get students from um, well, Scandinavia, Norway, um, and Sweden. Um, their visitors are submitted to memory charms to erase any memories of its whereabouts. Oh, it's like the, the, um, the men then, in black, the, the black, the, the stick, the flashy stick. I forget stick. Can you imagine? Did you flashy thing me? <laughs> no, I didn't flashy thing. You did flashy thing me. Did you flashy thing me? <laughs> uh, yeah, EJ's in the comments. Um, and it doesn't look like, uh, as far as you've seen, have you seen that like any other school actually have houses or like a sorting hat type uh, thing? Or is Hogwarts the only one that you've seen that actually does divide its students the way it does? Not that I could find. I mean, if, if again, and I don't know everything, but I mean, if somebody else has read something different, let me know. But not that I could find. And I mean, I looked at Pottermore and I looked at the, um, the Wizarding World. Um, I didn't even see fan theories, honestly, if there was mm -hmm. like any like houses within the other schools. So I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Got nothing for you. Um. All right. Now, these, um, oh, and um, one thing I wanted to tell you guys about um, each of the schools are kind of known for being really good at like one thing. So, the one um, thing that um, Durmstrong is really good at is they put a lot of emphasis on teaching the dark arts to their students, which is good, right? Because you saw when um, Harry was kind of encouraged, bullied, harassed into making Dumbledore's army. That was for defense against the dark arts. Yeah. Right? It's necessary, mm -hmm. especially in defense. When you're defending yourself, you need to know how to be the, you know, attacker and defender. So, yeah. All right. So, now the um, question. Mahutu Koro. What? Sorry. Um, like, what? Uh, what is the other school? Is it uh, Durmstrong that went to um, Hogwarts in, like, the Goblet of Fire. Is that where Victor Crumb is from? It just yes. sounds aggressive. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and also... It sounds Danny aggressive, also, yeah. So, sure. so, Danny actually said that uh, one of the ones that you're going to talk about later, li Liver Morene. Yep, that one. Um, it actually does have four houses. So, EJ, if you... Um, 
actually do want to know about those other houses, I'm sure that there is information out there, rabbit holes uh, to find about that kind of stuff. But thank you so much, Danny. We appreciate it. Heck yeah, cool. Well, I didn't find it. Good on you, dude. All right. Um, so the uh, Mahutu Koro is actually the um, smallest of the 11 schools. They are located on a volcanic island of the um, Minanami in um, Iwo Jima, Japan. Um, they're, this one is actually really cool. So their robes are enchanted um, to change colors as the wearer grows in skill. So they start off as a pale pink, and then they end up um, golden if the student actually achieves high grades in all of their subjects. And if the student actually ends up turning to the dark magic, it changes to white. So is that is like weird. lightsabers? How they change in color with like your mastery? <laughs> hey, cool. I want to learn something. I don't want to walk around with pink robes. Also, get like pink robes. Get pink robes. when Jedi's go as Padawans, you get different robes. You get your Jedi master robes. Um, so like I guess, like, that's kind of also similar to Star Wars, that they have their own robes that change. Change colors. You get an upgrade, a yeah. color over. What if, like, your highest level, you don't really like that color and it clashes with you? Like, what do you do with that? You grin like, and bear Gold it. doesn't really go with my skin tone. Like, what would they? I guess. I'm like, I don't like gold. EJ says silver. they have pockets. Okay. <laughs> literally i put on so i put on my robe and i looked at ad and i was just like the one thing that would make this better is if it had pockets why doesn't it have pockets i don't have any pockets on my person i want pockets please just give me pockets like people need pockets people need pockets okay like more pockets the mm -hmm. better Sometimes my hands get cold and I just want to like put them in some pockets. Oh, I thought you were going to say put them under your arms like this. No, maybe not. All right. Um, now, the since we talked about the smallest school, I thought it was only fair to also bring up the largest school right after. So um, that would uh, be the um, uh, Ugada Do. Ugada Do? Please, sorry. Um, so it's actually um, located in Uganda, Africa. Um, it has no other address than the Mountains of the Moon, which I was like, oh, what a cool address to have. Like, that's so poetic. Like, that is so neat. Um, they only actually adopted wands in the recent years of their school. Um, many of their spells can be cast with like a simple hand gesture or pointing of the finger. Oh, yeah. So they're taught without wands. So that was, yeah, I was, I was, I was really shocked when I read about that. Um, and instead of receiving an owl, um, oh, instead of um, receiving an owl and they're accepted, they receive a message um, through a dream messenger from their headmaster or headmistress, and uh, usually a uh, a token is left. And their home, and that's how they kind of like um, connect with them is like through that stone, and it's like inscribed and everything. So, no, 
Isn't that neat? That's pretty neat. So yeah, cool. that is like but super really, neat. Like, yeah. Right? I'm like, especially the uh, the nonverbal spells. And then they don't use wands. I'm like, good Lord. I'm like, that's, I mean, imagine like a lot of them couldn't even cast spells. If they didn't have their wander, it wouldn't be as effective. But it sounds like they probably could because the schools in Africa can do it. Catch up. Um, so the Castelo Bruxo um, is a rainforest in Brazil. Um, it is protected by the uh, Kaipora, which are small creatures who are very tricky and mysterious. Um, the former headmistress claims that they cause more trouble than Peeves actually does. <laughs> so, uh, um, and this school actually specializes in herbology. Um, Mazuology and other exchange programs for students wanting to encounter other types of flora and fauna. So I think this is actually where Neville Longbottom ends up going to actually get better at his um, herbology. Hmm. Like after um, Hogwarts? <clears throat> or... Now. What? Do you, do you think he leaves to go? Yeah. After? Okay. Interesting. I think he did because I think eventually he ends up um, teaching. He he works under Madame Pomfrey in Hogwarts, so I think I remember yeah. reading somewhere that he ends up going here. Yeah, he ends okay. up going here and like studying more herbology too. <laughs> I would still bro study herbology too. It's legal now. Study away. <laughs> Go for it, EJ. You you know, right. let us know what um, you learn. <laughs> now the um. Let it go. Um, now the uh, Ilverhorn Morning in North America, so uh, has as many of its roots in uh, the Native American um, culture. So the Native American uh, wizarding community are gifted in animal and plant magic, and they're also gifted in wandless magic. So with their hands, so or yet again, so the hands? Americans are good at wandless magic. So the Africans, so they don't have to use wands when they cast magic. Okay. Okay. What I'd be curious to know is that can they also do nonverbal stuff? Like, I know, like, I don't really, like, consider, like, like yeah, the movies. I more mean, like, the book lore. Can they cast things without, I don't know. Can they? Can they just do a gesture? I mean... Talk? Well, that's what they like say that the the most powerful type of magic is nonverbal. So you can do any type of magic nonverbally, but you have to train for it. And it's definitely interesting to like watch like um, Harry Potter like growing into the the older movies because you can see like Hermione actually does a lot of spells and doesn't say anything. Um, so it's like it's really interesting mm -hmm. to watch and and think about things like that. But like, I never found anything where it said any one particular school was good at both. There was just one that was good at one or the other. One was either good at wandless magic or one was good at like nonverbal, but they had to use a wand. So EJ asked anything. if Dumbledore was 
able to do nonverbal magic. And as far as like, I've never actually researched Dumbledore oh, yeah. like that. Um, but he did like remember in, in, I think it was in the order of the Phoenix or it might've been before that. No, it was the order. I, uh, shoot. I don't remember which movie it was, but when, um, he was like, they were like, we're going to take you to Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Because he was he was the one that was in charge, or he was taking the blame for um, Harry creating Dumbledore's army. And he's like, "Yeah, it's me. It's all me, man. Like, it's literally in the name. It's Dumbledore's army. It's not Harry Potter's army. It's Dumbledore's army." And then they're like, "Well, we're gonna have to take right. the Azkaban because it's illegal." And he's just like, "Just because I said like I." admit fault doesn't mean that you're going to take me to Azkaban and then he just like goes over right. and he just like claps his hands and then like the phoenix makes him like disappear um so right yeah I think long story short that was me trying to say that like Dumbledore didn't say anything to make that spell happen if that was a spell and that's also a thing like what if he had flu powder or yeah, we can even see. Yeah. yeah, like he even like when he battered Voldemort, like he didn't always speak. Like he would just cast. So like he was, I mean, and really at the time we didn't know that he had the Elder One. So he's using the Elder One as well. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Was there right. a backstory of how and he the got the last one? Oh, I knew you were going to test my brain tonight. I'm sorry. I have questions. <laughs> oh, God. I read it, too. Somebody oh. check me. I know he defeated somebody in a battle. Okay. Who is his? Mm, it's on the tip of my tongue. Was it Grindelwald? He defeated Grindelwald in a duel because Grindelwald had the elder one. Don't ask me how Grindelwald got the one. I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure that he uh, <laughs> defeated Grindelwald in the duel and took his wand, and that was the elder wand. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm looking. I'm looking to see who checks me. I'm looking. I'm looking Danny at you, Danny. Harry, well, he, Danny did Danny's say that Harry's back. was actually a nonverbal. So that, yeah, because he didn't even know he was doing magic. Like, and I think because Harry's a Horcrux. And oh. has Voldemort's soul in him. It was actually Voldemort who was also very powerful in nonverbal magic. I think that was Voldemort able to use Harry as an object to do what he did with the, the snake. Uh, yeah, he made the glass disappear. Yeah. And was speaking to the snake in Parkle Talk. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Little Harry, things you think you about, like, it? after. Yeah. yeah. So there Danny we go. Said Danny's that, got me. Yeah. What you got for me, bro? Runa stole the one all the run after he killed an elderly wizard in Azkaban. Oh, okay. I just knew how Dumbledore got it. I never I didn't remember reading about how Grindelwald got the wand. Did they say who that wizard was? I'm just curious now. Man, that the elder one was in Azkaban? What a terrible place. Damn. Glad you hung in there, elder one. Hang in there, buddy. Don't let the dementors get you down. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> last, 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 uh, last school. <laughs> All right. Um, 
the Cole Duffstorstets. It's in Russia, guys. I'm trying. I'm sorry. That sounds so the right. name meaning um, Cole Duffsto means witchcraft, right? Thank you. I try. I try to pronounce things appropriately. Um, so the Cole Duffsto means witchcraft, and then um, Tavoritz means creator. Creator of witchcraft. Interesting. So these badasses. This rumor is is that instead of flying around on broomsticks, they actually fly around on an, on uprooted trees, totally uprooted. Can you imagine the insults? Can flying? you imagine? Can you? Like, why are you, <laughs> Jen... sir? Your roots, your roots are getting in the way. <laughs> Can you imagine? Why are you just, flying like, around there... on toothpick? Can you imagine just sitting there in your lawn and just looking up and seeing like a flying tree and just being like, yeah, that checks. Only in Russia. <laughs> Only in Russia, my friends. Maybe um, maybe they just fly like during tornadoes. So really, those are witches flying around in tornadoes. Look, guys, tornadoes come. We gotta go. Don't know it's us. Say so to me, I'm I'm just wondering, like, how often do you have to like replace said trees? Like, are we talking like it's fresh trees all the time? Like, you know, oh, I need a ride. Let me just rip this out of the ground. Because me, if he's flying overhead, I'm just gonna be like wet and like <laughs> get the dirt in my eye and everything. It's very. You know, <laughs> I have thoughts. I have I have deep thoughts about this. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Or do they get like a tree and do they make it into like a surfboard and they're like looking like the silver surfer, like skating, like surfboarding around on a, on a tree? Or is it like all, just a In whole tree? Whole tree. Yeah. It's a whole tree. It's, aer it's, it's aerodynamic. Tree. Oh, oh, with leaves and all, branches and all. Yes. That's what the picture shows. I'm telling you, that's what the picture showed. I was like, what? Like a whole oh tree? My God. Like a whole tree. Don't get that pine tree. Like you can't use pine trees because they chafe a little bit. So you have to make sure you get like, you know. Never mind. I'm gonna stop right there. Let's go into a dark oh my place. God. Jen, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Pine you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna stop there. So, like, eventually the tree does die, right? Because trees need nutrients and soil, you know and and <laughs> I just <laughs> and water to, you know, like <laughs> survive. So eventually maybe, the tree maybe will they die. Tamper it. Like, a... they get home, they replant it, root it back up. I don't know. Maybe it's like a good symbiotic relationship. I, I mean, I really can't say. Like no. Avatar, where they put their hair into the tail, and it's like tentacly. <laughs> but it's with the tree. <laughs> they put like a splinter in their Come leg, on, and they're like, yeah. This, maybe. This. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A magical splinter. <laughs> it's like. So anyway. God. I have so many thoughts. Okay. Sorry. 
So our last topic of the night, now that we are talking about trees, a whole tree in the air, a flying tree. A whole tree. Mm -hmm. Um, Our last topic that we're going to talk about is the different theories that I have researched and came across that uh, uh, I wanted to share. Now, of course, there are so many of them and some of them are really wild um and some of them like actually make sense so i only took a couple because i didn't want to make this like a very long podcast obviously because like why do you, yeah anyway um if you do uh want to know more about different theories you can always uh message us on the queens of nerdom you know um facebook page or you can do some research on your own and come to us with the information we can tell you our thoughts about it um, but the different theories uh, that I'm going to be talking about, the first one is that Harry Potter is actually just Star Wars. Now, Jen herself actually showed me this. Uh, it was on Instagram, but was it a TikTok or was it a or was it an Instagram reel that we saw? Do you yep. remember? It was a it was a it was a TikTok reel, I think. <laughs> Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this one is all about how Harry Potter is actually Star Wars. So um, Harry Potter and Luke are both orphans, and they're placed in the care of their aunt and uncle. So I'm just going to lead you with that first step, right? Then the person that abandoned them actually comes back and then teaches them, like, the force or magic or the entity that they will learn for the rest of their lives now, right? And then while they, um, more mm-hmm. that they learn about magic, they uh, feel like something is different inside of them, like there's something that's weird. Um, so then there's a weird tension between like the main protagonist and the main female. So for, for Star Wars, you have Luke and Leia, and for Harry Potter, you have Harry and Hermione. Now, like, there's always that weird tension, but they never actually ended up getting together because the lead female always goes for the other um, male that is the best friend of the main protagonist. So you have the comic Han relief. Solo. He makes and me you laugh. have yes the the scruffy comic relief. Um, is is the uh, person that they ended up, you know, being with. Um, then they learn about a lord something or another, and um, that's actually the person that killed their parents. For Star Wars, it ends up being Lord Vader, who actually is his dad, um, just like the dark side of his dad. And then for Harry Potter, it's Lord Voldemort that killed his uh, mom and dad. And then these heroes are just naturally also good at mm-hmm. flying and uh, like able to find specifically small uh, things. So for Luke, you have the uh, opening of the Death Star where he shoots his like uh, laser stay on target um, is something that I always say when I'm just like doing like a task and like stay on target. Um, <laughs> stay on target. But for Harry Potter, it's the snitch, right? When he was doing, um, um, oh, God, what is it called? Uh, Quidditch, that. Uh, So that was the first one. Okay. Is that. Words are heard. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
So that was the first one that Harry Potter and Star Wars are just very similar. Um, and and Danny said it too, is that like uh, Aragorn, um, which is a different book that is a trilogy that they just came out with another book for, uh, is just like a bigger Star Wars ripoff. But I actually enjoyed, there was a movie um, that they made off of this that I actually enjoyed um, that I would have liked to see more of. But I also haven't seen it in years. I haven't. I'll take your word for that, Danny. I haven't finished that one. I did like the um, book. And then I, I saw the movie. I think I got a little bored with the book near the end. I think it's it was originally a trilogy. And literally. Um, and like a month ago, they came out with the fourth book just randomly. Same author, same everything, same premise. Like, it's just hmm. the fourth book. Right. Um, so, that's interesting. Um, so, the hmm. second theory that I'm going to talk about is that Harry Potter and Sirius Black are actually related. Now, in the movies, you're always, like, led to believe that what? Sirius Black... <laughs> Girl, I told you when I was researching these, I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> But anyway, ma'am, um, ma'am, <laughs> Lily, Lily, we need to talk. Lily, so, no, 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 it's not even anything like that. So, literally, like in the movies, you are led to see that, um, like Harry Potter is the godson of Sirius Black, and now that doesn't mean that they're actually related, it just means that, like, if anything were to happen to Lily or James Potter. Uh, Harry should have been placed in the care of Sirius Black. However, he was in prison in Azkaban because everyone thought that it was him that gave up um, Lily and James Potter, and he was the one that like got them killed. Um, so, gotcha. in the Order of the Phoenix, you see the house tree of the House of Black, right? And they kind of zoom in on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, so. Uh -huh. They zoom into this part where there is a, like, blacked out part. And then, like, it splits off and the, those are, like, blacked out people. Like, someone, like, threw, like, a fire spell or something at it. And, and it, it, like, like, you cannot see, like, the person's face or anything. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, on the tree, uh, there is a Doria Black and a Charles Potter that had an unnamed son. Now, could that unnamed son actually be James Potter? They were redacted. Yes. <laughs> it's part of the classifieds. They were redacted. It's true. <laughs> um, right. Like so. Black, uh, marker. So that would mean that, like, Harry yeah. and Sirius Black are actually blood relatives. Now they would be, like, uncle and, and nephew or whatever. But it could have happened that way. Um, but, like, once somebody yeah. in the Black family marries somebody that is not of pure blood, you are disowned um, from the Black family. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Um. So uh, the next theory that we're going to talk get, about. I get behind that. I was just like, what? 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna keep on just like throwing little like nuggets in your brain. Um, so the next thing that we're gonna talk about is okay. how Neville Longbottom. <laughs> Neville Longbottom mm-hmm. just needed the right wand. So Neville, in his first years of school, is always messing up on his spells, on his potions. Things are being blown up, and you just like it's never correct. Now you hear that Neville says that he's actually using his father's wand in order to honor him. Um, because like he wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, like he was, he was under the care of his grandmother and like they had his father's wand. So mm-hmm. then they decided to, um, like Neville decided to take his father's wand to try to honor him. However, as you remember in the first Harry Potter, the wand chooses the wizard, right? You have to be compatible together to actually use the wand correctly. So if Neville is actually using his father's wand, maybe that's why it's not Mm -hmm. correct. And then you do see that the wand breaks and then Neville finally finds his wand. And then from there on, Neville's skills just improve immensely and he defends himself against Death Eaters themselves. The third cousin twice removed on his Mm -hmm. mother's side. Yeah. Just like that. (laughs) Still related. Still related. (laughs) um so uh there's like that theory is that like neville just needed to find his right wand and now he's like an actual powerful wizard and it wasn't that he was just not smart or um like good at being a wizard it was just because he didn't have his right wand um so uh there's a theory out there that snape actually killed hedwig during the Battle of the Seven Potters, um, you see that Hagrid and the actual real Harry um, are like flying off, and then all of a sudden you see um, somebody like come through in the Death Eater mask. And um, <laughs> Longbottom was my guy, pause. Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. see Hedwig come fly through. Then you see somebody in a mask come fly. And like, take out mm-hmm. Hedwig with the um, killing curse. Killing curse. Uh, so, what the theory is is that Snape actually was the one that killed Hedwig, um, and this was because yeah. Hedwig was actually the one that um, gave away the real Harry Potter's position, and he even says that. Um, after he lands and he lands at the Weasley Manor um, and they're like, what gave you away? And he's like, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. it was Hedwig. Um, So Hedwig was possibly killed um, because uh, Snape killed him to try to protect Harry even further. Um, So that was like a theory that was put out there. He knew. uh, Because Snape was always out trying to um, protect uh, Harry and like even with accidentally like uh, slicing George's <laughs> like ear right opsec <laughs> <I'm sorry. Yeah. laughs> that's a good one um yeah I think I, I I remember reading that one once before and I am oh, I have to go back and watch it because I'm like oh yeah makes sense because you know I mean he would have been with the Death Eaters, I think, at this point, right? And so he, yeah, could have very well been there and probably saw because Hedwig was trying to protect Harry. So he's like, 
It sucked, though, because, you know, she's trying to protect him, but exactly. she's giving him away and at the same time, so. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's why. And as, like, much as it, like, sucked to, like, think about it, and you're like, oh, that's rough. It's really rough. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we're going to get into a, a really deep one now. Okay, so prepare yourself. Okay, <laughs> So, um, there's a theory out there that the Dursleys actually never hated Harry. Now, why, you might ask, is because horcruxes affect the mood of those around them. As you saw with the locket, as you saw with the diary of Tom Riddle, both horcruxes both made people do some really weird things and make them like really like start to nag at each other. When they had the locket, when they took it from Dolores Umbridge, um, like Ron like started like arguing and getting into like really bad like vibes with Harry, right? So if horcruxes affect the moods of those around them and Harry is a horcrux what if the dursleys never actually like hated him they just had their moods affected because of him hmm yeah i can get behind that especially his uncle man i think his his aunt um Petunia, I think she actually cared for him, but she was just trying to support her husband. Yeah, his uncle probably was more susceptible to it, if that's the case. Because I think near the end, I think um, Dudley, there's a um, a cut scene, um, or a scene that they cut out from, um, was it Deathly Hallows 1? He was leaving? I can't remember. But Dudley, like, and him like actually like got along and like said goodbyes and stuff and i was like oh i still don't like you dudley but you know you're redeeming yourself continue but yeah i can see that maybe yeah okay. i get it yeah is there more i like it yes. keep them coming okay so um another uh theory is that the <laughs> tale of the three brothers keeps repeating itself so the original tale of the three brothers is the one that you heard from jen However, now um, it just keeps repeating itself. So the tale of the three brothers now is with Voldemort um, being so power hungry that he asked death for the Elder Wand because he wants to be the most powerful wizard. So Voldemort wants the Elder Wand. Mm -hmm. Snape, um, he has the love of his life die before like anything can really like happen mm -hmm. with her. So his love for Lily which means that he would have wanted the resurrection stone to try to bring her back and uh, spend more time with her. And then Harry would have just wanted to get the fuck away from death. So he would have had the <laughs> invisibility cloak um, that he would have passed on to right. his son, just as the invisibility cloak from his uh Shoot, who had the invisibility cloak before Harry? Was yeah. that Sirius Black or was it was his, it his dad did, James? Okay. Okay. It's James. So um so then how did they get like wrapped in underneath the tree? So who had it? 
because his dad's dad. I don't know. As much as that sounded really bad. Um, like, anyway. Um, <laughs> so all I'm saying is that, like, I remember that his dad did have it, but, like, someone passed it down to Harry from his dad, but it would have been from, like, father to son, just like the story said. Um, so the, the repeating itself of the um, the tale of the three brothers is what that theory was, and that those were now the three brothers. So I really like that theory because mostly because of Harry's ending, because Harry embraces or if you will if you go with the story greets death like an old friend like he mm -hmm. goes into the forbidden forest alone and then he um you know ends up opening up the you know you guys saw the movie and to me that's yeah he greets death like an old friend and he goes there even you know with all of his loved ones like they'll, they'll be with him until the end so i thought was really cool like i i think that's probably my favorite part about that theory is like harry's ending with it uh, yeah present fairies. that is super cool. i agree there you go present fairies it's it's solved that's how it got under the tree today <laughs> no so danny actually said that dumbledore was the one that gave harry the invisibility cloak so thank you again danny for uh being the knowledgeable one in the um Danny's got to, it. to help us we super appreciate it so, um, between that, yeah. the, I have three more theories. Um, so, uh, one of them was that the Barty Crouch Jr., Bill Weasley, and Percy Weasley all used time turners. Um, in The Prisoner of Azkaban, it was said that taking 12 owls was like for the, the classes was impossible. And the only way that Hermione did it was she was able to travel through time with the time turner. So can it be thought that maybe they also use time turners because it was mentioned that like the three of them also did their 12 hours, their 12 owls, um, like at the same time in that same school year uh, at Hogwarts. So I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> I I think I read somewhere that there is more than one time turner. Which would support this theory. So I believe it. Yeah. And the story of uh, Harry Potter and a Cursed Child. Because they have a time turner. I don't think it's, I'm not sure if it's the one that Hermione used. So I think there's more than one. Scary things, those. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I like it. So the second to last one that I'm going to talk about is that the uh, Triwizard portkey, like how does it transfer Cedric Diggory? So as we remember, the portkey um, only transfers people that actually touch it because like everybody has to be touching the portkey and then they all like swiveled around in the um, Goblet of Fire and and uh, went to the the games and that's when you like first hear about Victor Crumb and the Irish um, giant elf thing. Not elf, the Irish man. 
Leprechaun. That's what I'm trying to think yeah. of. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so everybody had to touch the 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 uh the key to actually transport itself. However, when Cedric got transported in at the end uh after the the maze, he wasn't touching the port key because he was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why people think that this is able to happen is because Cedric has died and he is now an object. He has no soul. And that's how he's able to grab, like Harry's able to grab his body and transport it with him because he doesn't have Cedric actually touch the cup itself because he is no longer an actual living person. And the cup can transport like you and your objects that you have with you. So that's how that happened, which is super sad, but a theory nonetheless. God, you got dark with the last one. All I could see was no, Cedric this- dead. I'm like, oh. So there's there's one there's one other one that uh, I wanted to talk about real quick, and then we'll, we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. Um, okay. So the Triwizard Tournament, the participants, um, they're actually signed up, and it's using a variant of the Unbreakable Vow. The reason why this is a theory is. Because Harry can never quit. Like, they never allowed him to quit. They were trying to think of ways to get him out of, um, of actually doing the, the tournament itself. But they couldn't because there was this <coughs> weird spell around it. Um, so there's a theory that it's a variant of uh, the Unbreakable Bow. And no one actually talks about, like, what happens if you break the Triwizard Tournament's, like, that contract. So that's why people think it's the Unbreakable Bow. Or at least a variant of it. Yeah, I can get behind that. I think that, and I mean, I don't think that people want to, like, the students don't want to dishonor their school. You know, it's supposed to be, like, you know, a very like prestigious thing like there's you know out of how many hundreds of students that you know you get picked and you get to represent your school and you know show off your talents and everything so there's that but yeah I I I get you they didn't really talk too much about it like how he couldn't do it I just know that I think that was one of the first times we actually like could see like Dumbledore get mad at Harry and I was just like oh which is funny It was really funny that that happened because I don't know if you've seen it, but there is like a meme that's going around (laughs) that um, there's like the book versus the movie. And the Mm -hmm. book says that like Dumbledore calmly asked Harry like why he put his name of the Goblet of Fire. And in the movie... You have Dumbledore yeah. like running at Harry, like very angrily and aggressively, being like, Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? Like, sir, I need you to calm down. Mr. Gabden, please calm down. <laughs> Mr. Gabden, please calm down. Little Keto. I don't know why you are so upset, but <laughs> calm down. So you go All right, on- but that was it you for my down. theory. <laughs> he's just like good luck <laughs> sir <laughs> um but we have dishonor on you dishonor on your cow 
Dishonor on your Dishonor your family. family. Even your cow. Don't bring dishonor on, on Daisy. She works really hard. Produce sorry. Damn Eric. Always with always with the laughs, man. <laughs> you always get it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. So we are on the final shots and thoughts part of the night. <laughs> So um, I just wanted to say happy holidays to everybody, uh, and we hope that you have a great new year. Um, the Queens will actually be back on January 6th, and we're going to be doing a What If Season 2 wrap party with uh, our very own Black from um, Smoke Pit. So keep your eye out on for that and for information on uh, how that's going to be done we don't know yet if we're going to be doing it uh on a facebook live or if we're going to be doing a patreon exclusive i don't remember if we discussed that yet or not um but we will keep you guys in tune um so. so you will know like what we do um but again like the holidays when you're separated from your family it's really hard um so you know you have lots of great people in the queen's um facebook group and even in dfpn in general uh, please reach out to somebody um, and, and don't suffer in silence. Uh, our Facebook group actually had to go private, and I wanted to discuss that real quick. Um, so we had some content pop up Do on we? our, well, very vaguely, vague. It's going to be vague. Uh, so our Facebook has turned into a private group, and it's just because there was content being popped up on it that we did not want on it. Um, but fear not, we are still always welcoming we people. We were under yeah. attack. Yes, <laughs> we were attacked. <laughs> um, we were under attack. Attacked by, by, by boobies and things. Sorry. Ma'am. <laughs> I said vague. But yes, we had uh, some videos that were not so savory and nothing to do with nerds uh pop up on our um facebook group uh so we just wanted to go ahead and make our uh group private that doesn't mean that we're not welcoming people we are always welcoming people just not bots um we do have like questions now to try to alleviate that so please share uh to your uh friends and other people that you might think that are um Wanting to be a part of the world of nerd. That's my dad. Hey, dad. Not booby traps. <laughs> booby traps. <laughs> That's why they said booby traps. So we can hear um, them coming. <laughs> but uh, next year <laughs> is going to be so great. Right. I cannot wait for it. Uh, there's a lot of great things in store and um, we just like hope that you continue to work with us as we're growing and becoming what we really want to be. Um, and we can't thank you enough for being here and uh, sticking with us uh, for our uh, Wizarding World deep dive and, um, and such. And with that note, Jenna, are you ready to peace out? I am. Thanks everybody for showing up. Appreciate you. Peace.